Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, so I mentioned earlier some of the fundraising totals uh, are coming in because the you know, candidates have to file, the campaigns have to file uh, uh, with you know elections officials how much money they've raised and who the donors are and all that stuff. So you're going to start to see uh, a lot of these fundraising totals getting reported, and then you know uh, usually if they're good, they get them out ahead of time. You know they they do a little bit of a, a leak operation so they can spike the football um, and. Uh, and so that's what happened here with Josh Stein in North Carolina. The uh, Attorney General, Josh Stein, Democrat, running for governor since basically his first day in office in the legislature, but he's, uh, he's now like the official candidate. And uh, they announced, his campaign announced, that uh, it had collected nearly $6 million during the first half of the year, an amount following the Democrats' robust fundraising for his past successful elections for attorney general campaign finance reports for the first six months are not due at the state board of elections until july 28th but again he's he's letting us know a little bit early because he's proud of the number he is the lone high profile democrat in the 24 race for governor so far uh, he has amassed many, many endorsements from Democrat elected officials, advo- uh, advocacy groups, and media. But I repeat myself. Um, the Associated Press reports uh, all of this, and they don't mention, I am kind of curious, they do mention down at the bottom um, that Mike Morgan is contemplating a run in the Democrat primary. He is the Supreme Court Associate Justice, uh, one of the what, two remaining Democrats on the body now? Um, but I, I got to wonder if pushing out this news like this, touting this fundraising total, and the total being as big as it is, does that mean Morgan bails? You, you, I mean, you're looking, the guy's got $6 million already. And by the way, Cooper, Roy Cooper, uh, is also raising a ton of money. Um so according to a press release from the Stein campaign, $5.98 million uh, is a, quote, record-breaking total for any gubernatorial candidate in the state at this point in the election cycle. Okay? First six months. And then by comparison, um, my good friend Ray, uh, who cannot run for a third term, he raised $4.8 million during the first half of 2019, ahead of the 2020 election. And four years prior to that, in the election against Pat McCrory, he raised a little bit over $2 million for the same time period. Um, by the way, I wonder, I wonder how many people are now going to get their information taken by Act Blue and used as a laundering cover. Because that's what Act Blue is apparently doing, right? We, we all know that. Act Blue, the platform, you know, the Republicans got win red. Act Blue is the is the platform that all of the campaigns use. All the Democrat organizations use this platform to collect the donations. And what has uh, what has been getting exposed, thanks to James O'Keefe, formerly of uh, 
you know uh, Pro- uh, Project Veritas. Now he's with uh, O'Keefe Media Group, or OMG for short. Not kidding. Um, he found out that there's uh, these donations have been rolling through under people's names, and when he goes and he asks them, "Did you make you know twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in donations over the course of like one year, donating?" like 2,000, 3,000 times. And they're like, no. I'm in a fixed income. I'm a retiree. I don't have that kind of money. I made one donation and maybe a couple here or there, but nowhere to that degree, you know? So what does that indicate? It indicates that the money or the, the small donors are being used to launder larger donations that would otherwise be illegal, right? Because you're capped. You're not allowed to give the maximum amount. Or, well, above the maximum amount. And so here in North Carolina, there's a guy named Stephen Horn, and uh, he watched this James O'Keefe project, and so he decided to go check some of the donors here in North Carolina. In I think he went to Durham or Raleigh. Um, Horn and two other volunteers unearthed evidence of two Raleigh residents whose names and addresses were employed to record substantial amounts of money donated to Democratic organizations. However, a perplexing twist emerged when both individuals emphatically stated their inability to contribute such exorbitant sums. One Raleigh resident, they designate as A.D., they keep his identity confidential, he apparently gave... Over $26,000 to various Democrat-aligned causes during the 21-22 election cycle, racking up more than 1,900 transactions. He says, quote, there's no way I could have given anywhere near that kind of money. $26,000? No, I don't have that kind of money. There's no way I could do that. He says he's retired. He lives on a fixed income. He did say, though, that he had made some smaller contributions, like $15 or $20, he said. So James O'Keefe, he um, he first did these stories um, earlier in the year up in Maryland, and Stephen Horn says he was inspired to verify the story by looking into potential victims of what I would consider political contribution identity theft in my own backyard. The results, out of the six donors that we were able to speak with, two confirmed that the amount of political contributions attributed to them via these records, FEC records, was far higher than the amount they had actually contributed in a two-year period. ActBlue is an online fundraising platform for Democrat candidates and organizations. It emphasizes its strong grassroots fundraising programs and has reported raising more than $12 billion in the last decade. Act Blue is obligated to disclose political contributions that it processes, including the people's, you know, if you donate you, your name, your address, your that's how they data contribution, that's how they get the info on you, and that's why you end up getting all the spam for the rest of your life, right? So, why would they be doing this? It, it For a couple reasons. Number one, as I mentioned earlier, right, it, it launders uh, two large donations that otherwise would not be able to be collected because they're exce- they, they exceed the cap on an individual donation. Um, the other is that it, it it puffs up the the you know the grassroots donor uh, numbers. 
They could say, oh, look at all this money and this percentage. You know, 80% of it came from the grassroots. Well, it didn't come from the grassroots. It just got washed through their donor accounts. <laughs> That's all, right? You just put money in their account and chalked it up. To, I mean, you didn't even wash it through. You just attribute it, right? They just, Like, there needs to be an audit of this, of their program. And this is not new, by the way. This was, uh, you know, when Barack Obama ran for president um, and beat Hillary Clinton uh, in that primary. And then, uh, you know, problems were discovered with the Obama website, where they had turned off one of the controls, a very simple thing, like, do you live outside the country? And they turned that off. And then even when they were alerted to the fact that this was off and that you were now running the risk of accepting illegal foreign contributions, they still left it off. They refused to fix it. And then, of course, he wins. And, you know, we're not going to look into that. <laughs> it's, the, it's, right, it's the spoils of war. You don't get to uh, investigate yourself. I mean, look at Joe Biden. It seems likely that the money is coming from a source which would not be legally able to make the contribution directly. Another Raleigh resident was listed as giving more than $22,000, and she confirmed she has not given anywhere near that amount of money. There were two other supposed donors in Durham and Chapel Hill who did not live at the residence listed. The person who did live at the residence confirmed that they had not donated the amounts listed. $12,690 and another fifty-five sixty-six, respectively. You know, if only we had if only we had an attorney general that wasn't using Act Blue. Now where's the consumer? protector zealot josh stein right where is he joe says pete i try to be fair-minded but after listening to project uh, act blue and the other things you're saying all i can think democrats are liars and cheats <laughs> well i mean if you're running this kind if you're running act blue and you're and you're doing this then yes i would say that is lying and cheating absolutely oh and before i forget have you got your ticket to the heritage life skills event yet I'll be there. The annual event is put on by Carolina Readiness Supply, and you can learn all sorts of ways to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables. I'll be there Saturday evening. Check out the schedule at carolinareadiness.com. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness can help you. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So how is Mark Robinson doing on the fundraising front? WSOC-TV has the story. Uh, that Robinson, according to a campaign email, said that it's going to be reporting raising $2.2 million during the first half of the year, holding $3.2 million in cash on hand as of June 30th. So Stein raised $6 million, Robinson raised 2 Stein's got $8 million in cash on hand, and uh, Robinson's got 3 So... The uh, the fundraising lay of the land doesn't look too great at this point. The Walker for NC campaign, that's uh, Mark Walker, he raised $550,000. Okay. So, ha- okay. Well, when he announced his bid in mid-May, he said he wanted to raise 500000 by the end of June. So, he got that uh, cleared up by 
50K. So he's at 550,000. Dale Falwell, the state treasurer, um, he expects that his campaign's going to be reporting uh, close to 1.2 million cash on hand. So Robinson raising twice as much as Dale Falwell. Um, of course, Democrat Josh Stein outpacing all of them, uh, except he doesn't even have to worry about um, a Democrat primary, right? Um, and where was the... Hang on a second. I think I... Hang on. I put it in a different stack of stuff here. Oh, no. I'm trying to find... Because uh, my good friend Ray Cooper... He's been he's been raising a bunch of money too, and I'm trying to find out where that uh, where that figure was. This is too much paper. I got this is too much paper. Robinson Nutrition. Okay, well here, yeah, I don't have the. Oh, here it is. I found it. I don't know why I put it over there. That's not the stack where it goes at all, at all. Um, do 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 do. I think, well, I think Cooper was up to like, he was at, yeah, four million. Oh, I guess that's just from the last election. So, uh, all right. So he's not raised. I get, I'm sure he's raising money as part of the Democrat governor's, you know, effort um, to help Stein as well. Uh, but right now, Stein leading the pack with all of the fundraising. Um, there is there are a couple other things here about Mark Robinson. There are people inside the Republican Party that are very, very concerned that Robinson is going to be a very bad general election candidate um, because of things that he said in the past, comments on social media, comments he makes in front of churches and the like. And now there was another comment that was made um, by Robinson uh, that has come to light on, I think it was a Facebook post, and Mark Walker former congressman, candidate for governor, is denouncing Robinson over this post. Uh, Walker told the JewishInsider.com, quote, his history of anti-Semitic remarks is troubling. All right, so Mark Walker uh, does an interview with Jewish Insider, and he says Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor, Uh, has a history of anti-Semitic remarks that he calls troubling. Walker, a former congressman from Greensboro, said in an interview on Wednesday afternoon, his denial of the Holocaust reaches a whole different level and should be strongly condemned in every aspect possible. End quote. The unusually blunt criticism from a fellow Republican and former ally came in response to a series of recently uncovered Facebook posts published by... Jewish insider last week, in which Robinson, the controversial lieutenant governor, minimized Nazi atrocities and advanced conspiracy theories about Hollywood and the media using Yiddish ethnic slurs. He said, quote, I am so sick of seeing and hearing people still talk about Nazis and Hitler and how evil and manipulative they were. Newsflash people, the Nazis, National Socialists, are gone. We did away with them. He says, compared with the communists, the Nazis were upstart amateurs in terms of manipulation and murder. I'm not, I don't think that's minimizing the Holocaust or denying the Holocaust. If that's the extent here, what he's talking about, that's, that's not, he's saying 
everybody knows how bad the Holocaust was. But the commies in the USSR killed way more, right? They went through the pogroms and such and the this, this mass starvation. I don't know. Communism has a death toll of like 100 million body bags on it. So, I don't know. I don't see that as, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe there's something else. Let's continue on. In a separate post, oh, maybe this is it, written a few months earlier, Robinson said that Roots, the popular TV miniseries about American slavery released in 1977, quote, is nothing but Hollywood trash that depicts the ignorance and brutality of the Goyim and the helplessness and weakness of the Schwarzy. Really? You're not going to tell me what these words mean? Come on, JewishInsider.com. Why, why would you not give us definitions of these words? The, oh, here it is. The invocation of a Yiddish racial epithet. Oh, no. I apologize. I did not know this was a Yiddish racial epithet. But it was, they say, reminiscent of another comment unearthed before Robinson assumed office in 2021 that ridiculed the Marvel film Black Panther as the sinister creation of an agnostic Jew, quote-unquote, and a, quote, satanic Marxist who were scheming to, quote, pull the shekels out of your Schwarzy pockets. In an interview with Jewish Insider, um, Mark Walker cited a line from one Facebook comment published in 2018 in which Robinson wrote that Hitler disarming millions of Jews and then marching them off to concentration camps is a bunch of hogwash. See, now, that doesn't... Okay, but that doesn't prove that that was what he actually said. Uh, Let's see here. Robinson wrote, The center and leftist-leaning Weimar Republic put heavy gun ownership restrictions on German citizens long before the Nazis took power. Okay, well, that's true. Um, This foolishness about Hitler disarming millions... Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Is this the thing where, like, if you talk about Hitler, it means you love Hitler? Is this like the Moms for Liberty standard? Sorry. Oh, okay, hang on. This might make sense now. Look, I don't know what the what, you know these Yiddish terms mean. Um, I do know that there are uh, there are certain strains of this kind of thinking uh, in a lot of uh, let's say racial and ethnic groups directed at Jewish folks, and a lot of times they don't know that some of these words are rooted in. Um, I don't want to say hate, but they're not, they're not terms of endearment, right? And so this might be ignorance. I don't know. Um, But I would like to hear more of an explanation on it. This foolishness he says about Hitler disarming millions of Jews and then marching them off to concentration camps is a bunch of hogwash. Repeating that hogwash makes the conservative argument against the current attempts by liberal Marxists to push on constitutional gun control measures in this nation look foolish. See, okay, he's not saying he's not saying that the concentration camps getting marched off was hogwash. He's saying the argument that people make that Hitler disarmed people and then marched them off, that's not true. The disarming occurred prior to Hitler's rise. Right? So this is this is what what was the book just uh, without uh, within like the last I don't know five years right uh, somebody wrote a book about uh, this very topic the disarming of the population 
prior to the rise of Hitler. And, you know, they created these registries and lists of, of gun, o- gun owners and such. And so they were already in the process of taking them away. And then, of course, the bad guys get control of the list. And now they know who's got the guns. <laughs> right? So uh, I don't I think Walker is I think Walker is uh, misquoting robinson on that um let me go over here and get george on hello george welcome to the program hey pete listen hey. um the two words the, and and i was asked are they radio friendly absolutely okay so the first one is goyim it's actually a hebrew word yeah and it's the hebrew for the people in other words anyone who is not of the people of israel so it's just a general term like other people so Goyim is wait. So Goyim is people that are not part of Israel, not the Israelites. Correct. Okay. Correct. And and it's not in the Bible. It has no derogatory connotation other than it's just you're not one of us. You're something else. Gotcha. And then the other word, the German word for black is Schwarz. Ah. C H W A R T Z. And That's the Schwarza is a a, a Yiddish. Very derogatory slang oh, for no. people whose skin is dark. Oh so, well, I apologize. I did not know what that what, what that one yeah, meant. So that's well, what Robinson yeah, is saying that yeah. that they're taking it out of uh, black people's pockets. Their the money is out of their pockets yeah. and yeah. in a derogatory yeah. way. And, and it, right, in other words, they're they're kind of black fools, kind of a, a connotation. Right. Uh, that and that's no, it's not a compliment. Right, and he's ascribing to the right. He's ascribing to the satanic Marxist and the agnostic Jew. He's ascribing uh, uh, a belief about uh, about black people to them with the use of that term. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, thank you, George. I appreciate you clearing it up for me. All right, good. Hi, man. Thanks. All right, see you. Uh, that's the nice thing is like when I don't know uh, something and I don't know a lot of stuff, uh, I just throw it out there, and usually somebody calls in and and tells me what the correct answer is. Where were you guys in high school? I was passing these tests. So Mark Walker, who previously ran for U.S. Senate, was also once a supporter of Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor, the former factory worker who rose to prominence in 2018 with that fiery speech about gun rights at a Greensboro City Council. When that video went viral, Walker became uh, a friend of his. But... Walker, who promoted a video of the speech on Facebook, has since distanced himself from Robinson. Um, then there is this piece out of the DailyHaymaker.com. Brant Clifton, a former newspaper man, conservative, grassroots activist guy. And uh, I was not aware of his what his views on Robinson were before I read this piece, but he's got questions. Um, he says... Uh, The company that Mark Robinson and his wife Yolanda have called Balanced Nutrition should prompt some questions. He says, and he lists them, he gives seven questions. Actually, more than that, but uh, seven general questions uh, with sub-questions underneath. Your business took two paycheck protection loans meant for businesses that lost revenue due to COVID. Your business records do not indicate any sort of revenue loss. So why did you take them? Look, I am not one that, that nails people on the PPP because people had their businesses shut down. So if you have your business shut down by an edict of GovCo, then that's like a taking, in my view. So 
paying the business in order to pay the workers and not to mention the fact that the unemployment systems were completely overwhelmed because of the dumbassery uh then and they weren't designed to handle that many unemployment claims that quickly so i don't knock people for for taking the um uh, for taking the PPP on several filings to the, uh, but I do have questions though, along with Brand Clifton here, that if it's meant for businesses that lost revenue and theirs did not lose revenue, then then why did they get the money? On several filings to the IRS, you affirmed that there were no conflicts of interest nor family relationships in your company structure, yet your documents indicate that at least five of your family members are either company staffers or board members. I think that's a fair question as well. Uh, Number three, is it hypocritical for you to be in this line of business while being out on the campaign trail bashing the so-called welfare state? What's the business? Well, the business involves distributing federal reimbursement money to daycare centers who have applied to DHHS for meal reimbursements. I'm curious, like, how that business model works. Um... Because Brant Clifton asks, like, is this even necessary? Is it cost effective? Wouldn't the taxpayers just be better off having DHHS handle this directly instead of inserting a family business as a middleman? Like, what's what's the model there? What's the deal? I don't know. Um, couple for multiple years, you failed to identify to the IRS your employees and or board members. Um, you swore on your IRS filings that you would provide copies of your financials upon request to anyone who asks. However, right now you are refusing to comply with at least one lawful request for some documents. I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that that is probably coming from Brant Clifton. (laughs) That request, I don't know. This is the first I've heard of any of this stuff, thought you should know, but this is one of the reasons why there are people inside the Republican Party that are worried about Mark Robinson as a general election candidate, um, along with all of the other, you know, incendiary comments that he has made. Um, And it's also one of the reasons why uh, the Democrats are like super hoping that Trump and Robinson are going to be the top of the ticket in North Carolina. They think that that will be to their benefit. I don't know if that's true. I just know what they say. And what they say is they hope it's Trump and Robinson because that will make it easier for them to win. They could be wrong, but that's that's how they're gaming it out. Um, also, House Speaker Tim Moore will not seek another term leading the North Carolina House of Representatives. The longest-serving speaker in state history. He's been at the helm since 2015. He told the Associated Press that just like he told fellow House Republican leaders last spring, he does not plan to seek another speakership after this term ends. So obviously now everybody is speculating about whether he runs for Congress after they redraw the congressional districts. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.